This episode is brought to you by EFG Holding, a trailblazing financial institution with a universal bank in Egypt and the leading investment bank in the Middle East and North Africa. Hello again from ANT Media. I'm Malak Fuad, and this is what I did next. I welcome a new guest each episode, and we take a deep dive into their personal journeys, exploring the twists and turns their lives have taken to understand what these pivotal moments mean. On today's episode, fitness entrepreneur Amina Naguib tells me how her life's pivots have taught her the power of stepping back. The pauses are the moments where spirit comes in, where creativity comes in. That's where that stuff is is born. And those pauses aren't accepted by a lot of people. People, I feel like I used to uh, constantly be busy. I had to be somewhere, do something, because being at home, chilling alone, staring at the paint on the ceiling isn't, isn't the right thing to do. But now I need those moments, my morning practice, my, my time alone, or even my time with my children without their friends and without my friends around. Those are sacred moments for me that, that I'd never uh, give up. Amina Naguib started out in physiotherapy, but quickly moved into creating Burn, a fitness studio with a cult following. She has created a community of people looking to improve their health and well-being, and her studio is an oasis in an otherwise stressful environment. I met Amina in 2005 when I attended a Pilates class she was running, and, disclaimer, our husbands are best friends. I was also her matchmaker. I introduced her to her husband soon after we met. Amina and I talk about how she's been connecting the dots of her life, particularly a major pivot in 2020 that you'll hear more about in a few minutes. This was also a pivotal moment for me. Amina's courage coming out of it and her intense reflection in how she views her life now is inspiring. She's a believer in each of us having the tools to better the quality of our lives. You just need to figure out how to unlock them. Amina is someone who has always explored the human body and health. She studied sports science in Washington, D.C., and then physiotherapy in Amsterdam before coming back to Egypt. Tell me a little bit about why you chose that route. What, what was it about physiotherapy that attracted you as a as a profession or as a as a degree why that why that um several reasons uh first and foremost i had a cousin who needed uh physiotherapy and we couldn't or his parents couldn't find a physiotherapist in egypt so he had a physiotherapist called susie from london who was living with them in cairo and Susie was so much fun. Uh, so me and uh, <laughs> me and his sister used to actually do all the exercises with him, with Susie. So uh, Susie was my, like, I want to be that. I just want to play with children. I want to exercise and I want to make them feel better and feel good. Uh, so that's how the whole physiotherapy uh, thing started in my head. I mean, there's this, there's this kind of a medical element to it, right? So you had a, 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 a interest in that too, right? Well, for me, it was purely for the fun and for the non sitting down behind the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, but I, but I, throughout from as long as I can remember, I've always been fascinated by the human body, and that's where it started. It then 
went to okay great body but how about the rest there's so much more there's the brain there's the mind and then later it progressed into okay what's beyond the mind so where where physiotherapy had been the focus and the center of your clinic it very quickly flipped into being exercise first with a, a sideline in physiotherapy right yeah so tell me much. about that tell me about how you 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 did that and um you began in giza then you moved to zamalek to a small space and now you're in a larger space you also have um a, a center in 6th of october uh and swan lake as well yeah it began with just the basic mat workouts that i was giving and then on a trip to the states i tried the machine called the megaformer uh which was a makeshift pilates machine on steroids so they call it the ferrari of pilates machines and uh i tried it and from minute 1 i was holding a plank and my hands were shaking my arms were shaking i was i was feeling my heart rate was increasing and i knew from that second i was like i need these machines in cairo because i need i need them in my life i didn't even think but that's the way my brain works i just i want something i go get it um i didn't even think that i needed to train trainers that i needed a team that i needed a bigger space i didn't think of anything i booked a ticket went to california met sebastian legree bought three machines brought them back to cairo and and, and he's and he's the inventor of that particular yeah. type of machine right yeah yeah sebastian legree is originally french uh he's now based in la and uh the megaformer is the machine that uh that we use in two of our studios in cairo in yugiza and in swan lake um and that and and that was also um it, it has a physiotherapy component because everything i choose i try first on myself before my clients it's low impact high intensity so that's really important for me that people are safe doing their workouts yeah. that they, they get that high after the workout so you can have a challenging workout but not get injured on it uh, i also think um or i know that it started the really the burn brand began in 2014 right so yeah. it was post our revolutionary phase and there was a kind of a new way of living yeah i felt in cairo i mean i remember during the revolution when everyone had curfews you remember the 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 nadi the club the gazira club would be alive at 6am with yeah. thousands of people exercising and yeah. you know because we were we were home early in the evening so and that really shifted people's lifestyle choices there yeah. was a massive lifestyle shift and and people's priorities completely changed and a whole new generation um you 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 caught that wave i did and you provided um exercises or exercise classes uh, firstly that weren't available in egypt but secondly weren't even available elsewhere because i mean you you can travel anywhere now and people still won't know what the megaformer is and you know i'm i'm a Uh, a big fan of your versa class um and when i travel and i look for classes in other countries i can't find them so it's yeah. not even it's not even that you're advanced for egypt you're just advanced full stop yeah. there aren't yeah. these things around it's just not it's not there 
but you've you've changed the scene in Egypt in terms of what are what is available and what are what is on offer. Um, and you know, before it was like you go to the gym or you go to aerobics, like the old-fashioned aerobics classes. That's not the case anymore. You you've opened up this window for people. Um and it's happened organically for you, or there was always a kind of a, a, a an end an end result that you were trying to reach. There's never an end result. It's it's all about the journey. I don't plan anything. Um, everything that's happened to date has just happened. And the more I let go and just trust my gut instinct, that feeling deep inside, uh, the more I trust that the more everything just flows. Uh, nothing was planned. I try things out. If I like them, I bring them back. Um, and uh, it's. I, I think my vision is not about how successful the business is going to be, because that's, for me, not my priority. It's, it's how what I offer is meaningful for my clients and that can make them change and feel better. That's that's my uh, outtake. My show is very much about pivot points in life. Yeah. And, and you've had some clear ones. You've had, you know, you started out doing physio, then you moved into exercise, burn, the launch of burn as a, as a pivot, um, the expansion. I mean, all of your, your business side is, is you've had lots of pivots. Um, in 2020, you had a major pivot, um, a very difficult pivot, um, which I was involved in, um, and um, it completely changed your outlook on absolutely everything. Uh, yeah. It changed how you wanted to live. It changed what you prioritized. Uh, it changed who you wanted to be around. Um, I want you to walk me through that um, as much as you can. Um Prior to 2020, or during 2020, there was COVID. So I was reading a lot of books. I was doing my yoga teacher training. I was doing breath work. Somehow all these things got thrown into my, uh, onto my plate. I was just taking them, uh, basically. Uh, and I didn't know why, because they were so different than my usual intense exercises, but I didn't know why they were affecting me or why they were being presented to me, but I just took them and went with the flow. Summer of 2020, uh, we were, we were in Sehel for the summer and, uh, it was the last day of summer. Uh, we were driving back from Sehel. You and your kids were behind us in the car. Uh, my husband and myself and the children were buckled up. Uh, and we had a massive uh, accident where the car turned over. And I mean, uh, I went through something that I actually don't talk about much, but some kind of a near-death experience, I guess. Uh, where I was out of my body, looking at my body. Um, I, everything was in slow motion. And all I remember is uh, something telling me, is this it? Is this really it? 
and then a huge white light. Uh, there was no pain. Everything was beautiful. And I was just floating and something, a voice said, go back, go back. And at that point, I opened my eyes and I was in the car, which was tilted on its side. And it took me a moment, but I, my children in the back and my husband were unconscious. And I was just trying to throw things at them to wake them up. And the first one who, who got up was Yasmina, who was uh, many eight years old at the time. And the first thing she, she said was, right behind was you. Uh, she was right behind me. The first thing she says was, is this life, mommy? Is this life? And at that point, I couldn't even address the question, but I just told her, push your sister, wake your sister up, wake your sister up. And I was doing the same with Ashraf. Uh, but now looking back, I was, is this life from an eight-year-old? Like, what does that mean? That means that she probably went through something similar that, that I went through. And then um, at that point, when I figured that everyone was okay or alive in the car, I collapsed and you took over the show. I, I don't know how you managed to pull out my kids from the car with, with your two, two brave boys. Um, uh, but my life turned upside down from that point onwards, a complete shift. When we return in a moment, Amina tells me how this pivotal moment in her life has changed her outlook. That's right after this short break. This episode is brought to you by EFG Holding. For 40 years, EFG Holding has been realizing more for its clients across its three distinct verticals. EFG Hermes, the investment bank, EFG Finance, the non-bank financial institutions platform, and AI Bank, the commercial bank for clients, looking to EFG Holding as a gateway to the most compelling equities in frontier and emerging markets. EFG Holding is for investors looking into renewables, healthcare, and education, for consumers seeking innovative solutions to achieve financial freedom, from purchasing a home to educating their children, for businesses of all sizes working to unlock their full potential, for shareholders who require visibility, profitability, and confidence in our growth strategies, and for communities in need of sustainable development to drive change. EFG Holdings' goal is to build an ecosystem of businesses that work seamlessly together to provide clients with best-in-class, end-to-end financial solutions at every stage of their lives or the growth of their businesses, creating a positive impact on our society, economy, and the environment. EFG Holding is a trailblazing financial institution with a universal bank in Egypt and the leading investment bank in the Middle East and North Africa. See the world differently and realize more with EFG Holding. Welcome back to my conversation with fitness entrepreneur Amina Nagib. From my perspective, uh, you know, we we were in the same uh, uh, in same environment, but from different perspectives. For me, um, I had never been in that situation before, um, and uh, I had specifically asked my husband to borrow his car that day to drive back with his car and not my car. Uh, I don't know why I did that. I really don't know why I asked him for that, but I did. And um, I think that's also a saving grace. There were lots of points 
when you look back and you think, okay, that 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 was a good thing, that helped, that was fine, you know. Um, but for me, it was until this day when I go drive long distances, I don't want anyone driving but me. Yeah. Um, I don't like being with anyone else in the car. Um, I don't like to be driven. Um, I, you know, I have a phobia now of being in the car from that moment. Um, and, uh, it was, it was very much slow motion for me that, that moment as well. Um, see, you know, coming in and, and, and helping as, as we could. Um, it was, um, it, it was, it was traumatic, but in a very different way to what you guys went through, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand that for you and I think for your husband, uh, it was a, it was a game changer and I can understand that, um, uh, when you're confronted with that. And I think it was a game changer, I think partly because your mind was already open to other options. As you said, you had been reading other things, you had been exposing yourself to other things. So you are receptive to it already. Yeah. Um, so your, your change of direction, I think you know, happened because you were receptive, not not necessarily because of that. That might have been the catalyst, but I don't think that was the reason why you took you did that move, you yeah. know? Very, very possible. So I had I had several options after that. First of all, my husband insisted that we two weeks later jump in the car, same positions, and drive the same route again. Uh um, it's like getting on a horse. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you don't do it, is, if you hadn't done that, you would have had a massive, uh, you would have frozen about that, you know, prior to that, my kids wouldn't get into a car in yeah. car. They were, they were very yeah. like, shocked and afraid. So we did that. We got into the car. We took the same drive. It was, uh, yeah, I was anxious the whole time. Um, but other than that, we also had to deal with a way of living or sort of am I going to just pretend it never happened and move on or am I going to what 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 happened how am I going to shift and and what I like and to teach my kids because I always feel like the kids will learn most from what they see not just what they learn so how what am I doing and I assessed my whole life and realized um I wasn't living I was on a treadmill I was just working, uh, making sure they were fed, uh, that they went to school, that they were healthy, that they were all the check, 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 check. You were going through the motions. You were going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just decided that I just didn't want to live that way anymore. I wanted to be present and I wanted to uh, give my kids that gift. I wanted every moment to count. I wanted to have a meaningful life because life was about to be taken away from us. So there, it was like a big slap in the face. Uh, and, and thankfully I had the tools of breath work. I had my meditation practice. I had my yoga. I had my exercise. I had my beautiful children. I had my friends around me. I had my trainers. We have all these tools around us, but it's how, if it's the way we choose, are we going to use them or are we just going to like go on, have another drink, go out, stay up too late and keep going on the, in this cycle of 
just waiting to die basically uh, rather than being and there's alive a numbing effect also to there's a numbing thing to to what you describe about just going through the motions you just do it because that's what you've always done without thinking right whereas now yeah, you're stopping and you're saying actually no yeah it's we're 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 trained to do that so we wake up in the morning we go to school or work come back home but the meaningful part of life the 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 pauses the the stops yeah the pauses are the moments where spirit comes in where creativity comes in that's where that stuff is is born and those pauses aren't accepted by a lot of people people i feel like i used to uh constantly be busy i had to be somewhere do something because being at home chilling alone staring at the paint on the ceiling isn't isn't the right thing to do but now i need those moments my morning practice my my time alone or even my time with my children without their friends and without my friends around those are sacred moments for me that that i'd never uh give up i also started seeing the the body in a like my, the first what we spoke about earlier was all about the physical what i was taught in school was the human body anatomy we have cells that create tissues and these tissues create organs these organs come together they make organ systems and the organ systems makes the organism the human and the we have 12 systems in the body it was all very scientific and just body Bi body biological body, yeah biologic yeah. biology focused yeah and very yeah. uh, evidence-based science like half everything has to be pr proven uh versus that was my first model that i learned and that's my base and solid core but then now there's a new model so there's something else out there there's there's more than just the body there's the body there's the mind there's the soul and there's the the heart and that's mm, mm. basically what everyone is uh all like the new age people are are practicing and it's and it's the teachings that i learned had learned prior to my accident from yoga from breath work from meditation and it's the blend of blending the body and the mind uh together but presumably i mean even though you were learning about it it probably felt a bit abstract it probably felt yeah. a bit uh ethereal but now after the accident i'm sure you you got much more meaning out of what you were learning right it became much yeah. more real more tangible right yeah yeah it's no now everything is magical everything that comes like that i come across is a wow and i want to learn and i'm curious like i recently did this experiment uh with um lemons i was reading about this japanese uh scientist um uh, emoto i think his name was and he he was studying uh the the way you speak you can speak to water and change its energy and uh, the crystals actually change and he studied this under a microscope our bodies like a lemon are made up of more than 60 percent water so the way we speak to ourselves can affect the way we actually look 
And so my kids and I did this with, we did the lemon experiment. We put one lemon and surrounded it with a paper filled with, you're beautiful, you're so young, you, you're glowing today, blah, blah, blah. And the other one, uh, you're ugly, you're gonna get old, you're fat, like all these negative words around it. And throughout the day we'd walk around and we'd talk to the lemons. My staff was talking to the lemons, it was bizarre. Anyway, after about three weeks, we opened these papers and the lemon that was surrounded by all this energy of love and the words of like love and compassion hadn't aged. The lemon that was being spoken to in a negative manner had shriveled up, it had browned up and had age spots on it. So now- And were they next to each other, Amina? Were they physically near each other? Uh, they were in, so the big area of our house, one was on one side of the room and the other yeah. one was on the other side of the room. And this was to prove a point because I used to wake up in yeah. the morning and my kids would, would see me looking in the mirror and saying, Amina, you look beautiful. So my kids were like, she's just weird. Uh, it really does work. I believe that yeah. the way we speak to ourselves, the way we uh, treat ourselves, the music you listen to, the frequency of the music that you surround yourself with does affect how you age. Uh, I also was reading about um, a few years ago, actually about white hair. Some people get white hair, others don't get white hair. You can train yourself not to get white hair. I have yet to. Can you have told hair. me that when I was 19? <laughs> I, I got white hair at the age of 19. <laughs> Where were you then? <laughs> I, I'm still working on it. But the power of belief. Yeah. So, so this whole white hair thing is very interesting because uh, back in the day, why, why did people get white hair? It was to protect themselves. So the older people used to get white hair when they were being invaded by another tribe or, or people coming in, but they wouldn't attack the wise people, the old people or the children. And they oh. differentiate between an old person or a young person yeah. by the color, color yeah. of their hair. By the we, color don't of need, their... we don't need that anymore. Yeah. So we don't need, we don't, we are holding on to our ancestors survival skills and that's yeah that's yeah. the root that's the root of anxiety now like before the symptoms of anxiety or increased heart rate you're sweating uh that used to come to our ancestors when they were in danger so it was actually yeah a it's a fight or flight uh, syndrome exactly yeah. it's in your nervous system yeah. fight or flight that's going to protect you your blood flow is going to all go to your muscles so you can run fast away from the lion that's running after you we don't need that now um mm, mm, we mm. can let go of that i at burn and my instructors we put you in fight or flight mode so that when that fight or flight mode that anxiety kicks in in the outside world you can stop and you can say huh this is so similar to a, a workout but now i have a choice yeah. and i say that in class you have a choice you can stay here or you can just give up you always have a choice and the choice is always in your hands you just have to choose We'll be back with Amina in just a moment. 
It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to my chat with Amina Nagib. Now for you, Amina, this 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 way of living it's infinite, right? I mean, you never stop learning. There's always more to do. There's always more to add to your life, right? Yeah. Is this something that in your mind you see blending in with your work? Or is this something that you are doing for your own well-being, your own path? Or is there something you see as a way to integrate with burn? Um, if it so happens that someone comes and asks me, and that's how Burn started, right? My friends started working out with me and then it turned into a business. Uh, maybe this will be the, the same. This is something very untangible. This I still need to connect all the dots because I've had yeah. so many teachers and one of actually the, the teacher I had, a, I did a Who Am I course with Dr. Abdelhai last year. And the first yeah. thing he said uh, at the beginning of the course, I'll never forget. He was like, "Any anything I say that resonates with you or that is is uh, correct, I learned from one of my teachers. Anything I say that is not right or doesn't resonate from you, then I apologize. That comes from myself, and that for <laughs> me really really stuck because it's so true. My my whole life, I've been learning from these amazing human beings i've i've tracked down i'm the kind of person who will read the book i read like the whole neuroscience part that wasn't me that was about that was john ratey a uh, professor in harvard who i stalked and finally managed to get an email back from him um emily fletcher meditation breathwork i took a breathwork class with someone uh, called richie bostock in london with a close friend with nuna and after that session i went to him he's like i don't train people i'm like no you have to train me and he gave me a training so it's about finding those teachers who are going to shape your life and somehow i think my next step is how to blend all of this the physical the mind the body everything together I think also, Amina, you know, you know this better than I do. The whole idea of, of well-being and meditation, especially, is you want to pay it forward, right? You want to uh, have as many people under your tent or in your tent with you to make it, to have the ripple effects go further and further afield, right? Isn't that the basis of meditation? That the more people who do it, the the better the entire world will be? The more meditators there are. Uh, it, it's it's all about it's all about the energy. I think we are energetic yeah. beings, and uh, the more I mean, it could be meditation. But for some people, meditation is a workout. For some people, meditation is yeah, meditation could be so many other different things. Um, I'd love the whole world to be meditating and breathing and doing yoga and doing exercise. Uh, but there's also the side where you can't force things on people. It 
it you no. can provide it and and they they whoever will resonate with you will come to you and and usually they those will people, come in their time yeah they will come in their time and those people are the the ones who need you most i had a coach and i was telling him i had a client come up to me and ask me to teach them about meditation and all that stuff but i don't feel like i feel like i'm still learning i, I don't know what i'm doing i i felt imposter syndrome he's like that's so normal but you can't say yeah. no. Someone came to you and asked for your for a reason. advice or yeah. for your help. Just go for it. Go with the flow. And so that's how I'm. How I generally work. selfishly, for me, selfishly, uh, having been your student in 2004, when I was 2005, with when I was pregnant, I'm selfishly asking you to bring it on board and uh, <laughs> integrate integrate some of this into your into your work because yeah. You know, we're in an environment where the more ways of finding calm and peace is essential. Yeah. Um, everyone's life is stressed and getting more stressed out. And, you know, like the other things that you've brought to the table, people didn't know they needed until it was there, right? So yeah. no, one, no one knew they wanted Pilates until you brought the machines. No one knew they wanted Versa until you brought the machines. So do it, do it, do it. I think my, my, my team are, are those people who actually came to me and, and were like, I want to start training, how, like learning how to give burn yeah. classes. Yeah. And, uh, and since they're so wonderful and fabulous and have outdone themselves i have the time now to sit and yeah think about and sort of uh create something that that uh that can work for everyone the only reason that burn is where it is today are is because i have a fantastic team of trainers uh i have some senior trainers like nuna and habiba and solin and a lot of other uh, trainers who are not just my trainers, they're my best friends. Uh, they're also my partners. Habib and Nuna are my partners in New Giza. Uh, and having that kind of a support, that kind of a team uh, who really believe what they are doing. They don't just uh, perform or do it as a job. These people live what they are doing and that allows the ripple effect to happen. So they, pass that on to their clients and the clients really feel it. One of the things that that I that I tell my trainers is that if you wake up in the morning and you don't have to be sick, but if you don't feel like giving a class, there are 15 other trainers, someone's gonna give it for you because there's nothing worse than taking a class with someone who doesn't feel like giving a class. So we give classes that we would like to take. Amina, thank you so much, darling. This was really interesting. Thank you, Maluka. That was Amina Naguib, fitness entrepreneur and founder of Burn. If you're a member of the show, you'll get a bonus episode with Amina next week, where she talks about the intersection of exercise and physical therapy with happiness and the Burn community that Amina continues to build. If you'd like to watch extended clips from our interviews, you can find them on our YouTube channel. You can also connect with us by searching for what I did next on Instagram, X, or on LinkedIn. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Malak Fuad, and you've been listening to what I did next from a Media. See you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>